Na 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 try that the best. Na 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 try that the best. Try that the best is a podcast with Mike. Try the best. Da, 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 da. What's up, besties? This is Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. I am still the second part of that statement. This is episode five. Holy cow, you could be listening to any of the 15 other podcasts, but you're listening to this podcast, and thank you so much for listening. This week, I am chatting with Jeremy Burgess. He is a stand-up comedian and an improviser. This guy is so sweet and so funny. Love this guy. Love watching him because you never really know what you're going to get with Jeremy. And that's one of the more fun things about him. Every every show that he does is very different and his characters are very outrageous and outlandish. So much so that even in our serial review, we get into a little scene, a little improv scene as well. And that's super fun. We talk about a lot of things. We talk about our childhood. We talk about the things that we liked growing up. And then we talk also about stand-up and improv. So please enjoy my friend, stand-up comedian, improviser, the amazing Jeremy Burgess. Hey everybody, this is Child Like It Best with Mike Valdez. Hey guys, guess what? I'm Mike Valdez. And today I have a very special guest with me, Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, Mike? It's really good to see you, man. A long time to see. I feel like we don't spend enough time with each other, but we know we live separate lives. You're a successful actor. I work in a warehouse even though I don't want to because I was used to working in an office, but it's construction and I'm a big guy, so they put me in the warehouse. They still pay me the same, though, so I'm not complaining and they let me work weekends. So, I mean, it's not, not that much to complain about. Uh, this is going to be such a fun episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm only going to have to ask three questions. Exactly. <laughs> So, Jeremy, before we start, before I ask you the first question, yeah. we like to take a Flintstones vitamin before we start oh, anything. Oh, I love these, man. So, I have the Flintstones Complete Gummies. and That's the, why I love you, buddy. Yeah, man. As you're taking that Flintstones vitamin, can you please tell me where you grew up? The first seven years of my life, uh, I lived here, and my mom left me with my grandparents when I was real young, so I spent weekends with my dad and the funniest thing about that now that you bring the Flintstones vitamins out like do you remember like the pill like Flintstone vitamins they used to have those chalky yeah the chalk ones oh my god the chalk ones I remember he had those he didn't have the gummy ones and I'd ask him and then I was like dad why don't you have the gummy ones he's like the chalky ones are healthier I'm like but in my my head I'm thinking at a young age on what basis what are you basing this (laughs) (laughs) it's probably because it tastes worse it has to be better for you if it tastes worse like like vegetables like it has exactly it has to be better for you yeah that's then, so true. And then I lived in Maryland for a bit, like 10 years until I started high school. And then when I was living in high school, or when I started high school, I wish I was living in, no, I don't, no one wants to live in high school, <laughs> ever. I don't know how they do it in boarding schools. I moved to Georgia, and then I spent 10 of my 10 years uh, from high school through college in Georgia. And then from Georgia, I moved back to here. Where in Georgia? Conyers, like 90 minutes out from Atlanta. Okay. Conyers isn't an amazing place. Like, I remember when I moved there, someone was like, yeah, D- Dakota Fanning's from here. I'm like, has she been back? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah. okay then. Johnny Depp's from Miramar. He's not here exactly. hanging out. Exactly. Johnny Depp doesn't <laughs> come back to Miramar. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I just love it back home here in Miramar. So this is a question I like to ask everyone when we're getting started as well. What, who would you say you were at school? What was the group that you sat with at lunch? 
for like for a while I didn't really have a group mm-hmm. it was kind of just like me by myself mm-hmm. because I didn't really feel like other people got me I mean there were mutual interests like Pokemon was out sure Digimon and same here Power Rangers and I remember like really like like there was always like this moral test that they'd put you and tell you who your favorite Power Ranger was and if you didn't pick right you would just be like ousted <laughs> and I was like literally my the only two I ever thought of was like whoever like the Red Ranger was and whoever the Special Ranger was so it would be like Tommy or Jason series one uh, uh, Jason or Tommy the one where Jason came back and he right. was the gold Zeo Ranger yeah the Zeo Rangers <laughs> yeah, the, I remember people that. forget about those man and then I, I remember one time I picked wrong, and I was like, yeah, I, I really enjoy. I think Ninja Storm was out. I was like, I really love the, the Red Thunder Ranger. And I was like, wrong choice, and I wasn't talking to anyone for three months. <laughs> I'm like, it's just his costume was cooler. That's, <laughs> kids are so cruel. His costume was just cooler. I don't know if you've seen those shows recently. I haven't. If you see Mighty Morphin Power Rangers yeah. now, it's quite possibly the funniest thing because they wear clothing that remind the audience not only what color ranger they are, yeah. what dinosaur it represents. Exactly. So, like, where are you finding T-Rex pants? Exactly. Like, <laughs> where are you finding the pants? And on top of that, on top of that, Mike, do you remember how, like, the music would change for specific people? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, like, if you would listen, you'd hear flutes as the yellow ranger would come out. Yeah. And then, like, the music would get really preppy. Bulk and Skull would, would have the... <laughs> Exactly. And then, like, the funniest one is when the Black Ranger would come out, because it's on YouTube. The Black Ranger, he's just, like, hip-hop music, he's dancing. Morphs. And then as he's dancing, the putties are looking around, and then he starts fighting the putties. And I, I I'm looking back, and I, and I was like, no, you're bullshitting. And I looked at it, and he's literally dancing. It's, the it, Black Ranger that's is, 100%. is dancing every time he morphs. That is 100% how he would fight people, exactly. which is he'd so like, weird. He'd like, you'd punch. Yeah. Punch and kick, and I'm like, what? He's popping and locking as he's fighting, and it's ridiculous. That's <laughs> so true. And it's like, I and the Blue Ranger, I feel like, what, unless he was in his suit, yeah. he wasn't doing anything. Like, most of it was like, I'm scared. <laughs> and then the Yellow Ranger would help him out, or yeah. whatever. Exactly. You know? And she would just throw. The Yellow Ranger was really good at throwing her size, throwing her weapons, and she right. would magically get them back. Exactly. At least Kimberly had a bow and arrow with magical bolts. Yeah. What was what was Trini's excuse? Zach's gun was also an axe. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. I remember that. Yeah. And and honestly, I don't think other than being Tommy's girlfriend, yeah. I don't think Kimberly had much of a purpose. I don't, why was she there? <laughs> she was kind of just there to be the Pink Ranger. She Trini was the coolest because she, she was she was the one that actually knew karate and like exactly. knew how to fight. Exactly. Yeah. Kimberly was just there. Yeah. <laughs> People were like, "Oh, it's not racist because she's Asian." I'm like, eh, "I don't know." <laughs> it's entirely <laughs> exactly. racist. Everyone, in, everyone even the, in the stereotype, even in that the Red Ranger was a redneck from Texas, exactly <laughs> named. Named Jason. Yeah. <laughs> the most redneck name exactly. you can think of. And he was a red ranger. Yeah, it was it was racist through and through to so, all races. The funny thing is like the vil- the villain Tommy, when Tommy came in, it just oh like the outsider guy green, so he's not new to the area, so yeah. if you call a green person. And then like what what was his? The dragon zord. That's Literally true. the coolest Zord you could see, and then he played a flute that shot lasers. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, what? Yeah. I'm like, why isn't he the leader? <laughs> <laughs> and lasers would shoot out. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Dude. And then 
that Power Ranger fever was palpable when right? we were kids, dude. I was so angry at my mom because she got me the Black Rangers to cassette tape, and I'm all, I wanted green with envy. <laughs> mom, get me green with envy. The one where, where Tommy comes in and him and Jason becomes friends, and Jason gets the Golden Shield. I, I remember that. Was there was there a tape that was just the Black Ranger? There was like the like, Black Ranger like holding the axe like like. And this. he like teaches you how to like, dance and like stuff. You, like literally, <laughs> you just see him do a flip break dance and then. That's how the tape starts. <laughs> what the heck? And then I'm sorry. And then it was like, do you remember VR Troopers? I love VR Troopers. There was a preview for VR Troopers before VR Troopers came out. Like yeah. on the tape, I'm like, what is this? Yeah. And I remember it lasts like one season, right? Yeah, something like that. I like think- one or two seasons. That's the other thing, too. A lot of these shows from when we were kids only lasted 13 episodes, but they played them till it ran dry. Exactly. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they only made three episodes of Big Bad Beetleborgs, exactly. but everyone remembers it. All of them. <laughs> All three All of, of them. them. <laughs> Knights of Tiernanog, like medieval Power Rangers, yeah. everyone remembers those. <laughs> yes, the medieval Power Rangers. Holy cow. That's crazy. Yeah. So would you say that, that Power Rangers was like your big fandom? Power Rangers was huge for yeah. me, man. I, I, I mean, we, I talked with uh, a previous guest, Reggie, about this. Like, Fox Kids was killing it right? when we were kids. So Gosh. it was Power Rangers, Bobby's World, that Howie Bobby's Mandel. Bobby's World. The Howie Mandel the Street show. Sharks. Street Sharks. She was like Red Bob and Ninja Turtles, but good on, good on all the less. <laughs> That's 100% <laughs> exactly what it was. <laughs> like Street Sharks, Battletoads, like all these amphibious creatures. Dude, so, so Street Sharks, I don't know if you remember this, but... Whenever there was a popular cartoon, they would try to make a, a fruit gummies version yes. of it. Street Sharks was like the highest seller. If you still go, if you go to Publix or any Kroger, wherever, wh- whatever grocery store, you will f- still find Street Sharks. Are you kidding me? In the, the fruit section. Wow. In the fruit snack section, yeah. It's crazy. Street Sharks, man. Who was the one where the kid had the magic hat? And he had all the fr- all like like a monkey was with him, and then like a barbarian. Man, you're naming every show, exactly. so I, I really don't remember. The big ones are like for me: Chippendale, Rescue Rangers, yeah. Darkwing Duck, Recess, Fillmore. Yeah, oh my gosh, Fillmore was Ducktales the original. The original Ducktales. Oh my gosh, the original. So many, man. Yeah. So you were a Disney Afternoon kid. Disney Afternoon, bro. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. What, what, was what network was that on? Because that went on Toon Disney, and I was like on Fox too. No, no, no. It was it was on both. Yeah. Because I want to say that there was a time where Disney owned part of Fox Kids, or so, yeah. or the same channel on Saturdays was like a Disney channel or a Toon Disney kind of block. Toon Disney was having Because they had like Gargoyles, Goof Troop, and like all these different things. It feels like all the Disney afternoon songs were all sung by boys to men. Exactly. And Goof Troop is the one that really sounds like it because it's like, it's Goof Troop and we'll all stick together. Like, why are we being so soulful about this? It's like, remember an extremely goofy movie? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to that soundtrack and I'm like, it's an all black ass. I mean, dude, I'll be real with you. I saw a goofy movie when I was probably we're we're around the same age. So yeah. it came out it came out when I was like eight or nine, something yeah. like that. And I remember watching a goofy movie and being like, I wanna be Powerline. Exactly. Powerline was the reason why I started playing music. 
for real. Caroline was the coolest yeah. animated music character ever. Let's talk about different movies. What kind of movies did were you into growing up? The weirdest thing, uh, I would watch Toon Disney. I visit my dad, mm-hmm. and like my dad showed me Mortal Kombat and like Starship Troopers at a very young age. Sure. And I remember the amount of nudity and violence in Starship <laughs> Troopers at that age. I was like, "What am I watching?" Yeah. And my dad didn't cover my eyes. Like you're gonna end up seeing. Dude, it. I don't think anyone <laughs> remembers this, yeah. but when we were kids, and I don't know if you remember, I. I listened to a podcast about this or about this movie and then I was like oh my gosh I totally remember this the marketing campaign was very geared towards children it was very like I want to say there was there were toys in Burger King Happy Meals or in Burger King Kids Meals for Mortal Kombat no for Starship Starship Troopers Troopers. there was yeah because my dad took me to see that after school I still have a poster for (laughs) right because I was like oh we're gonna watch this great and then you see like a a bunch of naked people in the shower (laughs) I was like what's going on and then you see like a guy have sex with a girl in a tent I'm like what's what's happening he's like oh they're just sleeping over I'm like oh they're just sleeping (laughs) over that's what my dad told me I'm like all right (laughs) oh my gosh literally one of the most violent movies I saw at a young age it's so violent man oh my gosh that movie, and uh, I mean, I wasn't alive for this, but I was just listening to a podcast where they were talking about the marketing campaign for RoboCop. Oh, and it was, yeah. And it was the same yeah. thing, where, like, they had McDonald's toys, and then, like, people would go see it thinking it was a kid's movie. There's people getting their dicks blown <laughs> exactly. off in that movie. Like, Remember, like, there's, like, a lady that pops a guy's eye out with her stiletto heel. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the weirdest, this is the most children? violent movie. It's so violent. A um, lot of Paul Verhoeven movie films were like that, though, back in the day. Paul that's Verhoeven very true, yeah. He did Robocop. He did Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say this. He was very colorful, yeah. I, I guess is the best word to use. Because his movies look great, yeah. and there's a lot of there's a lot of color, especially the blood part of the color, but but yeah, I mean, it's Starship Troopers was a weird kind of violence too because it was alien blood and like guts, but it reminds me a lot of John Carpenter's The Thing, yeah, where you look at it, you know it isn't real. But all the sounds and the way that it looks, it's so gross and disgusting, exactly. you know? <laughs> and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is so vile and gory. Um, but yeah, so you saw Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, Mortal Kombat, um, the Boys in the Hood. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, why am I watching this? And my, my eight-year-old brain, I'm like, what? What's happening? Yeah. Like, why, mom, why is Ricky covered in that red stuff? Yeah. <laughs> Why is, why is everyone crying over Ricky? He's gonna be okay, right? He's just sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mom's like, yeah, my mom's crying. Yeah, he's sleeping, honey. He's sleeping, and I'm like, all right. Nobody. Jerry Maguire. Like the first thing you see is like him having sex with John Travolta's wife. Yes. Like on the thing, I'm like, what's going on? So I'm just seeing all these things I'm not supposed to be seeing at a young age. Sure. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm like, is that why? And then I remember seeing, like, Fight Club, and I'm like, oh, this is a good film. Like at a young age, I'm like, I don't know what this is, but I, right. I understand it. Yeah, it, uh, marketing was so different when yeah. we were kids. <laughs> yeah. Marketing was very, I want to say, even, especially for rated R movies, yeah. a lot of the marketing was like, don't worry, you could take your kids to this. Exactly. And then it was always movies that we 
should never have seen. Always deceptive, man. Yeah, like well, that's how that's how kids our age saw Alien and exactly. and Jaws and things like but that. Think before. about like marketing overall in the nineties. Like think about the army commercials where I mean we talked about this before, where you see a guy climb a mountain and there's like a sword on top. Yeah. And he picks a sword out and he's wearing like dress blue army uniform or yeah. marine uniform and a flame demon from the and he fights it with the sword and yeah. it's like join the Marines. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> is this is this a recruitment video or like a, a trailer? for Lord of the Rings. Like, what's happening? It's, it's like a recruitment video that Mulan saw. Exactly. You know? Where she's like, it's almost like the commercial's like, hey, are you a, are you a man or what? Exactly. You know? He's like, don't be a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> At a young age. And, and you're I, just like, I guess I... I then they have that song that be all that you can be exactly. in the army yeah. or whatever. Um yeah, those. Oh my gosh! The, the, the Capri Sun commercial confused me because I saw Terminator Two. The liquid metal looked <laughs> yeah. just like the liquid in the Capri Sun commercial. Like you yeah. were turned into liquid drinking. Yes. It, and you're wondering, like, okay, you drink. I drank a Capri Sun at that age, thinking that that would happen, and I would go through grates and stuff. Yeah. And sneak out. Yeah, I I remember yeah. commercials for Skechers. Right. You remember the commercials for Skechers where they would they would run and they would skid and then sparks would come out. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to set everyone on fire. This is going to be great. And then they're just normal shoes, you know? Like, you you literally see a bully, like, I'm going to teach that son of a bitch. You run, do it. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, sorry. Very accurate. (laughs) What, this is another thing that we talked about in the the previous podcast with, uh, well, a couple of guests ago with Reggie. We talked about different earworms and things like that. So I told him, I told him about like old toy commercials and stuff like that for some strange reason. And this is only going to play for people that are from South Florida. So if you're not from here, I'm sorry, but please understand that this earworm has never left my, my head. And it's the theme song for the Florida center for cosmetic surgery. And it's like, uh, naturally, you're looking good. You look just like your dream, you would. You're having fun, you're at your best, and all it took was just one look. Florida Center for Cosmetic Surgery. Just <laughs> one look is worth a thousand words. And then right when that would happen, I was too young to even understand what the commercial was for. I just saw girls in bikinis, yeah. and they were running around, yeah. and... You know, things like that. I even remember <laughs> I even remember the last shot is a girl coming out of the pool, like jumping out of the pool, and it's like the camera almost jumps into her cleavage <laughs> in a weird way. And when she jumps out, it quite literally looks like she's hiding two basketballs in her chest. Really? So I was like, is she playing basketball? <laughs> I literally had no idea what the commercial was about. <laughs> I was like, what is this for? Because uh, it it was like on on Fox Kids. Like for, really? Yeah, it was like on during our during block. The morning? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. I remember like that, <laughs> Kids WB, Shaolin Showdown. Yeah. Static Shock. Oh, my, oh my gosh, gosh, Static Shock. Johnny dude. Tess, gotta beat me, gotta beat me, superhero, gotta beat me. I'm like, what's going on? Yep. Shaquille O'Neal was on an episode. I'm like, Shaquille O'Neal? Yep. Like, come on, Static Let's go fight crime together. I'm like, like, people know you're a basketball player. Like, what are you yeah. like? They have secret identities. Let's do it, Shaq. And he's like dunking and stopping a crime. I'm like, oh, <laughs> made a dunk. Oh my gosh, it's Shaq. Static shocks someone, distracts him. Like, it's, it didn't make sense. Shaq is awesome. Right? And he's, 
a great basketball player or was, and I understand that he has charisma, but we gave him way too much. You did. Like, Remember Kazam? We don't. He did need to be in Kazam or Steel. Did we need or, Kazam? <laughs> did we need Steel? Did we need oh, a rap album? Did we need did, Shaq Fu? Yeah. Did, Shaq Fu did we need Shaq Fu on Sega Genesis? <laughs> Absolutely not. And he released another one like years later on. <laughs> and then there's like a hidden mini game in it yeah. where Obama has like two handguns and he's gunning people down. Exactly. And he's like an anti-gun rights activist. So I'm like, all right, what? What's the message here? Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, he's very charismatic, and and he's an amazing commentator. I love hearing him talk. Anytime he's on like a roast battle thing or whatever, he's always super fun. But I just, I never liked any of his movies. I can't blame you. So, another thing that was really common in the '90s were movies starring animals. Yeah, you remember that? (laughs) What was your favorite? I remember like the one that sticks out the most is Air Bud. Airbud, Air and was the Manimal in two thousand? Was it Rob Schneider? Or was that nineteen ninety nine? It was around nineteen ninety nine, early two thousand. Because I, I just want to understand why, why, why does Rob Schneider have a career? <laughs> right, like because it, it can't just be Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler can only do so much. Because <laughs> I remember the Robner, the the Manimal. She's the man. Yeah. Do no, she's the little. man. She's <laughs> the man is with Am- Amanda Bynes. Oh, you're Amanda thinking. Bynes, um, you're thinking of the hot chick. The hot chick. Yeah. The hot chick. Which Deuce that Bigelow. movie's actually really funny. Yeah. And Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Yeah. And then there was no. There's just those four, right? Uh, yeah, there's I, Deuce Bigelow, male Gigolo, Deuce Bigelow, European, European Gigolo. Gigolo, and then I'm sure Animal there's other ones. And the hot chick. Those, which all four of those are really good. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's kind of just been like, exactly like the guy in an Adam Sandler movie, yeah. which like, it's fine, you, you know. Like he's you not, can do it. That's all yeah. I remember him. <laughs> the the thing about the thing that I've noticed about him is he's somebody that is really funny in like increments. Yeah, small doses. Exactly. So like sometimes, like for example, one of the funniest things in. Uh, in Big Daddy is his character. Like, the character that he plays, like, the delivery guy, <clears throat> where he's talking he's talking to the kid, and he's like, you know, I had this cat, and uh, I, I had this other cat where he was so big that he bit my other cat's head off. And then, and then the, the little kid is like, what kind of a cat would do that? And he's like, you calling me a liar? <laughs> <laughs> and just, like, immediately wants to punch this kid. Yeah. It's super like, funny. And then, like, 50 First Dates, where he's pretending to beat up Adam Sandler. Yeah. And Drew Barrymore, like, beats the shit out of him. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> and one. Like, and I'm literally like, all right, okay, Rob, should I, like, why? <laughs> like, who, who would you say, and I'm sorry, Mike, to take you off subject. No, you're good. Who would you good. say is worse, Rob Schneider or Kevin James? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a hard one, right? <laughs> I, actually, I actually think that Kevin James gets a really bad rap because... This is just my personal opinion, but I think that a lot of people are judging him as a movie actor. And you're right, he's not all that good, you know? But when he does TV, King of Queens is he's so good. King of Queens, fantastic. Leia Remini, he was awesome. Yeah, and I want to say that, well, King of Queens was, I mean, that's, it was an unstoppable force with him as the lead, but. You you add Leah Remini, you add Patton Oswalt, you know Jerry Stiller, all these actors, yeah. these amazing Gary Valentine. I mean, 
all these. Wasn't Ray Romano on there, like in a, in like a crossover? Well, King of Queens is actually a crossover of Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So Everybody Loves Raymond. There's a couple of episodes where Kevin James plays uh, his UPS delivery driver, and then there's an episode where they go golfing together, I believe, and then they become friends, and then they do like a crossover kind of event in the first season of King of Queens. And he comes back every now and again in King of Queens. Um, and then recently he has this other show called Kevin Can Wait, or as everyone else calls it, King of Queens 2. <laughs> what it is, is Leah Remini's back. Yeah. Leah Remini's back. They killed off the first wife, yeah. which, in my opinion, Good was idea. an amazing yeah. actress. Yeah. She's really funny. She was, know, on she was on Children's, Children's Hospital. Hospital. Yeah. She's really funny. But, yeah, they're like, oh, let's just try it with Leah Remini this time. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she on New Girl, too? Like, I want to say she was she on, on New, New Girl, Girl as well. Too, yeah. Man, one of the things that really bothered me about the New Girl was starting this trend of the word adorkable. Yeah. You know, where it's like, I'm awkward and I'm weird. And, and you're not, though, because yeah. you're pretty. Exactly. And awkward things don't happen to you. Exactly. You know, I'm just, like, gorgeous. But, like, you know, I'm just whatever with guys. <laughs> and- <laughs> You know, I live with like seven guys and I have one beautiful black friend. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> like, what? I have another awkward friend. And, and who's that? Megan Fox. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> she, so, she'll live with us. She'll she live lives with us. us. She's kind of weird, but exactly. we deal with it, yeah. you know? <laughs> you know she's going to have sex with one of my friends, but it's cool. So yeah, I'm it's like, cool. Okay. It's not a huge deal. Exactly. Everyone I know is attractive. Exactly. When you're around like sexy, attractive people, Mike, it's hard. It's hard, like for me. I know it's easy yeah. for you because you're like big in like the Hollywood scene. So attractive <laughs> what are you people, talking about? Attractive people are nothing to you. <laughs> but like for me, it's like, okay. Like I, I wish I had like the Jason Burlap sack from Halloween, from night, from Friday the 13th too, <laughs> with like the eye hole in it. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what I need to be wearing around these that's people. That's not true I at all. I need to have it. Or I need to have like sunglasses and like a, and like a bandana. And like a beanie. No, so that's they can't not. can't see my face because it's like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm there. That's not I'm true. I'm so nervous and I'm like, you don't even know. I'm the same way, man. I, I'm super, I get super nervous yeah. around anyone, really. Yeah. <laughs> not, not even just girls. Yeah. Were you ever in like drama classes or anything like that? I took drama uh, my last year in, in high school. Okay. Um, and I was taking like a bunch of electives mm-hmm. because I already knew I was going to have to take like math again in summer school and I, and I hated it. So, like, one of the electives was, like, drama because I was taking all my main courses throughout the years Yeah. I transferred in. And I was like, all right, I just took drama. And then from drama, I had to take, like, history of film and get out of weight training. And I, and I because I was doing weight training. Dude, and like, history training. of film. Yeah. I will tell you, all we did was watch movies in different genres. <laughs> so, like, we saw, like, The Dictator. And, I, and then we saw Saving Private Ryan. Really? <laughs> yeah, we saw Saving Private Ryan. And then we saw Schindler's List. It was just, like, uh, random movies. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to show you the first black and white movie ever made. It's Steven Spielberg Schindler's List. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure there's older movies than that. (laughs) I was watching it, and then we had to get permission to see (laughs) what because because of the nudity in it. Oh yeah, Yeah. I. You know what? Now that I think about it, I had we had to get permission from my parents. Yeah, all the kids had to get permission from my parents to see. I'm kidding. They we all had to get permission to see if. We could see Schindler's List, I want to say. And I want to say there was another one that we saw that was real popular. Like one of those popular Holocaust movies. 
which is it's really weird that there was a time in our lives yeah it's really weird that there's such a thing as popular holocaust movies why are you repeatedly making music movies about a genocide of a people yeah why are you like like, let's show that so we can't allow it to happen again but like you're reliving you're making people relive that experience every time you make it to be fair though i think for a while a lot of people were making it Mm -hmm. and then spielberg made schindler's list and people were like don't need to make it exactly. anymore. Like the pianist came out and then Schindler's List came out. I'm like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, you don't need to see anything else. It's yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, and if, if black and white stuff bothers you, the pianist is perfectly fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that movie's just as sad <laughs> and yeah. horrible. And the thing that stands out for me was like, I was watching the Schindler's List and I was like, and I'm like, gosh, this is horrible. Of course. I was crying during that film. And then I was watching Saber Private Ryan and I was crying for different reasons because I was like, I was crying laughing at the scene where Vin Diesel gets killed by the sniper. Sure. Because you saw him as Dom. Yeah. I was like, why is Dom from the Fast and the Furious here? Tell my family I love them. He's like, the family's going to need the letter. I gotta get this, and he gets shot like three times. And Tom Hanks picks the letter up. I did it for them. And then Diesel just contorts and dies. And I'm like, okay. Oh my god, that's just, so funny. Like, uh, <laughs> oh no. He just dies just in slow motion. <laughs> he just his last word is Corona, like. <laughs> corona. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Because those movies are preposterous, Mike. I would want. I would want to watch those. Like, remember, like your last day of school, a teacher will push BS and just put a movie in. Yeah. I remember, I remember one, that. it was like one time was Napoleon Dynamite, mm-hmm. and then like one time it was like American Pie, and then like one time it's like the Fast and the Furious <laughs> Tokyo Drift. How in the world would a teacher be okay with you watching American Pie no at was school? Like, someone sneaks it in there because sometimes those videos are unlabeled, so they just put shit in there. American <laughs> Pie ended up in there. And oh. Like, the teacher oh walks gosh. out, and we see someone fucking a pie, and he comes in. I was like, what's this? <laughs> and then, like, another time, Mike, was, have you seen Hancock? I have. Do you remember, like, the scene where he has sex with the girl, and then he's coming, and he's shooting holes <laughs> in the train? We watched that, like, my last, year of high, my last day of high school, and the, and the teacher's watching it. He's like, are you, are you supposed to be watching this? Because this is him coming and shooting roof, holes <laughs> oh in the roof gosh. of the train. <laughs> Because like they they're like don't miss the ball. Teachers aren't paying attention. Were you an MTV guy as well? Did you watch I MTV? I remember watching like a lot of MTV back in the day. Yeah. Like because like, if you think, look at it, when you're transitioning from like uh, Toon Disney and Fox Kids and Kids WB. Yeah. And Cartoon Nick Network. At Night, Cartoon Network. Like MTV was kind of like almost going from our parents' era to becoming our era. Sure. Things like Pimp My Ride, and mm-hmm. I think we did, um, what was the one? <laughs> Pimp My Ride, Remember Pimp dude. My Ride? Dude, that show was redonkulous. Like, Yo, it's hey. me exhibit. <laughs> hey, man, we heard you like coffee, so we put a Starbucks in the back of your car. <laughs> hey, yo, I heard you watch movies. There's a TV in your dashboard. I'm like, okay, Isn't that going to cause an accident? <laughs> hey, man, I heard you like fish, so we put an entire aquarium in the back of your car. <laughs> How am I supposed to feed him? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, that's the other thing, too. The guy that made all the interior, yeah. he was obsessed with cashmere. Exactly. So he was like, we got cashmere interior. <laughs> <laughs> Every episode was cashmere interior. All of them. Every single episode. I remember like, hey, yo, did you do all hydraulics? No, I didn't. You got hydraulics. <laughs> like, for no reason. 
Hey, we heard you like video games. I didn't say that. We put three Xboxes in the back of your car. Like, you have an Escalade now. What? They would upgrade the car randomly? I gave you a Fiat. <laughs> like, you got an Escalade now. I'm Exhibit. <laughs> All of them. That was like when Exhibit was trying to start a film career. I remember like, that. Triple X to say to the you're like, hey, yo, they say, like, I'm like, I'm like the next Tupac. And, uh, you know, I'm getting those comparisons. And I'm like, the next Tupac Exhibit? Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't know about that, X. Sorry. Calm down. Not the for wrong. me, dog. Maybe the wrong X. Maybe DMX, not Exhibit. So you took some acting classes yeah. when you were in high school and things like that. When did you start getting into comedy? I was doing comedy after um, uh, after I transferred schools. Because like before I went to Georgia Southern, which was in Statesboro, Georgia, yeah. I went to Clark Atlanta University, where my mom worked. Mm-hmm. And I remember like one time this guy was ragging on me. And I was watching Wild and Out, and I was literally like, I said the the guy was from Indiana, so I'm like, gosh, man, I'm, I feel bad for you because you're like, you know, you're from Indiana, you look like you emerged from a dumpster, like some sort of dumpster genie, and then I just popped up and did like a dumpster genie thing and opened up like a cabinet, and people laughed, <laughs> and I was like, hey, look at the dumpster, the dumpster genie's walking out, walking off, and he like he left, and I just threw like powder as he walked by to show the, the dumpster trail, him <laughs> leaving. So while you were at George Southern. Yeah. I know that you started getting into stand-up and things like that. Who were some of your inspirations? I know that I know Richard Pryor was yeah. a big one for you. Richard Pryor, Dick Gregory, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Red Fox, and then like an obvious one from like everyone knows Dave Chappelle. Yeah, Chappelle Show. Like what Richard Pryor was back in the day, Chappelle Show was responsible for like the resurgence of like stand-ups coming up. I think today. Yeah. Because I don't think like a lot of us, maybe maybe some people will come just through the musical theater or whatever and yeah. discover comedy that. But if you saw a Chappelle show and you were like in a single parent home or whatever, or you had like black relatives mm-hmm. and you're watching it, he inspired you to make you a comedian. Because yeah. like, he would do stand up segments and then those would segue into sketches. And I didn't know what sketches were back then. I just knew that, oh my gosh, I love the stand up thing. Yeah. And I remember I was just watching old Chappelle show episodes and watching Richard Pryor stand up. And like documentaries and stuff on Richard Pryor, I'm just thinking like how he got started. So I remember like the first time I did stand up, I did it like when I was 19, when he started, when he was 19, uh-huh. and it wasn't like in a big room. It was just like the college I was at, Georgia Southern, would do like like an open mic in the open area for where everyone would hang out, and I just talked about how like I was imagining one area of the audience naked over the other one because it was full of women. <laughs> and they all laughed, like, listen, I'm gonna look at it, I'm gonna imagine you guys naked because they said if you're nervous, imagine people naked. So yeah. I'm gonna imagine you guys naked. Unfortunately it's full of women, I'm sorry. <laughs> and, I like, and I laughed and everyone laughed and then I got the confidence. And then someone like scouted me for the school's comedy club, which was just a bunch of black people that gathered together and the one white guy named Dan that we had for security reasons. Sure. <laughs> just so he could talk to security and be like, hey, no, nothing, we're not selling drugs. <laughs> we're doing anything, we're just talking about God. Yeah. yeah. That's really funny. And then I was like, and then for, through them, I would just do stand-up and I would just get rides because I didn't have a car. We would just, I would do stand-up in like downtown Statesboro in like the back room of like a bar where everyone had started off like I've done stand-up at some bar at some point. Yeah. And I was just doing it and I was just doing them for only black rooms. And then, like, from there, like, someone from the university saw us, and we just started doing small shows for the university, and I was just going and open for people. And then that's when they were like, oh, you got to go in with, like, a nickname. I'm like, what's wrong with just Jeremy? I'm like, you just said it. <laughs> just Jeremy. 
I was like, all, all right. So I sarcastically said, okay, how about I'm the sexiest member of the school's comedy club? And I said it sarcastically. He was like, all right. And he's like, the self-proclaimed sexiest member of the school comedy club. I'm like, and, and then I just go up there and I'm like, it's good to know that you think of me that way. <laughs> and I just threw it back at him. Oh, and my everybody gosh. everybody laughed from that. And I was just like, I would just, I just learned how to think on my feet from doing stand-up back then. Yeah. And then I would just do it intermittently throughout the years while I was working and everything and while I was in school taking classes. Something that I think is so interesting about the way that you do stand-up is you bring a lot of improv to stand-up in that you can watch Jeremy do stand-up and you might only get to see that set once in your entire life. <laughs> And that's kind of what makes it really fun is like, oh, how, what's Jeremy going to joke about this time? <laughs> you know, I feel like if you had a Netflix hour and they shot 365 hours, they would all be different. Yeah. You wouldn't you wouldn't have the same joke. <laughs> it, it would change with the day. Yeah. It's like with me, I know people say you got to work on material because people like you can't have like. The, the you can't have like this people have to know what you're gonna say but like it's kind of like listening to music now yeah if I know the lyrics of a song it's hard for me to enjoy like as if I've listened to the song for the first time whereas if I'm doing stand up I know the general outline of what I'm gonna say or what I'm gonna say what I'm gonna talk about I just don't know how I'm gonna say it yeah. and I know people that will write jokes out and I used to do that but memorizing what I wrote out was like literally like killing the purpose of it because I'd be stressed out by missing wording and screwing up wording, which happens with improvising it, but with, at least with improvising it, I can just literally distract with something else and then get back into the joke later through like a story or whatever, segue back into it. Whereas if I'm writing it, I'm fucked for the rest of the day because like, damn it, this yeah. set routine that I've practiced over and over again in front of the mirror is ruined now. Yeah. What am I going to do? Because that's a safety net. Writing it down and memorizing it is a safety net, whereas... If I'm letting my, if I'm just running free, anything can happen. If they laugh, they laugh. If they don't laugh, they don't laugh. I just know that I tried. I just know what works, and then I'll just check it off on the thing and say, hey, this segment worked. This segment didn't work. Like, I remember I was talking to a friend of mine, and he was like, yeah, I've beaten you this many times. I'm like, yeah, but you also look like you're in charge of programming at PBS, so <laughs> does that victory mean anything? Does yeah. That, <laughs> does that victory mean anything? There's a couple of Jeremy sets that run in my mind and they're just palpable with how funny they are. I remember there was one time where you were like, uh, guys, I'm just really excited about this new phrase that that I made up called I'm just going to let my nuts hang. <laughs> and and you would say things and you'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to let my nuts hang. I don't remember the context. Do you remember? I literally like I was I, I heard a radio interview where, where a rapper was like, yo, man. You know, like, I do whatever I want. Like, you tell me I'm banned, I'm going to show up, let my nuts hang. Like, right then and there. Like, oh, I'm banned from L.A., I'm banned in New York. I'll come off that plane, nuts hanging in New York and L.A. Ban these nuts. And I was like, gosh, I want to use it. Like, literally, oh, I can't go to the woman's restroom? I'll put my nuts on the sink and stand in the woman's restroom. Don't tell me what the fuck I can't do. One of my, also another one of my favorite bits was this bit where you were talking about Disney Channel original movies. And there's one, there's a movie called... The Color of Friendship. The Color of Friendship. <laughs> yeah. And you were talking about how, how the basketball team is all white kids. And there's a new black kid that comes into town, but none of them want to play basketball. And you're mm -hmm. like, he's obviously going to be the best basketball <laughs> player. Why would it? 
I think the state was like Delaware. I'm like even in Delaware, like they would want a basketball, yeah. basketball player. They have a fo- I'm assuming they have a football team. Yeah, they have teams, or they're gonna need a black person to save the day. Exactly. I've been the only black person in an all white basketball team. I can tell you the amount of pressure was on my back. <laughs> Living in Maryland, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, I'm Jeremy, sure. Do it. I bought you some new shoes, Jeremy. You got it, Jeremy. Here's some Gatorade, Jeremy. Like they're making sure I'm energized, I'm safe, I'm emotionally <laughs> taken care of. Like damn, I was so worried because they're investing a lot. And you're the only minority in any circumstances. A lot is on your shoulders. Yeah. Like, Mike, imagine if you were playing Little League Baseball and you're on a team full of, like, uh, kids from Ireland or from England. Right. Imagine the amount of pressure on you because you're Mike Valdez. Right. Because you're from Latin America. You're just a phenom on, on the baseball field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're going to catch, hit the ball, home run. Oh, he's going to be great. He's Latin. Exactly. He should be amazing at baseball. Exactly. And it's like, no, not no, really. No, not really. Not at all. Yeah. That's so funny. Speaking of Disney Channel original movies, gosh. what were some of your favorites? So many. Thirteenth Year. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the one where the, the black family where they were all superheroes and the, the little kid wasn't, and they were allergic to aluminum. And <laughs> e, e from Entourage was the villain. Remember, I, E from Entourage was like the the main villain of it. What's so funny is that I remember this, yeah. but I don't at the same time. <laughs> Like, and everything you're saying sounds like yeah. it could be a Disney, a Disney Channel. Channel original movie. Because that's the thing, too. Like, a lot of these Disney Channel original movies, you could kind of tell the premise of the movie just based on the title. Yeah. Like, my grandmother's a toaster. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, I know what this movie's about. Exactly. There was one where, like, remember there was, like, an alien spaceship in the backyard and it was invisible and it looked like a treehouse. Was that like, was that Xenon? Xenon was, like, with Christmas No, that was Storm. different. That, that was, was like, like a... She I mean, was like, uh, she went to like an academy or something, yeah, right? In space. Yeah. And she had like her godparents up there, and then she had her regular parents, <laughs> and then like Johnny. She had godparents, <laughs> and then space parents, exactly. and then devil parents. Yeah. Remember <laughs> HE double hockey sticks? Yes, I remember HE double hockey sticks. <laughs> like Disney had a, a movie called Hell, yeah. and they used HE double hockey sticks. It's true. And I it hope was it's a hockey in the movie. streaming service on Disney Plus. I hope Hell is on there. Uh, we'll, we'll remind them. <laughs> like, remember I H-E hope so. Double Hockey Sticks? They better unlock that vault of, of Disney Channel <laughs> of, original of movies, channels. man. Johnny Tsunami. Like, yeah, I want to see You Lucky Dog starring Kirk Cameron. Right? <laughs> you Lucky Dog. Yeah. I want to see uh, Life is Rough with Corey from Corey in the House. Oh, my God. Wait, which one was the one where Shia LaBeouf was mentally challenged? I can't <laughs> remember exactly what it was, what but was it's like... Remember what I'm talking about? I do know. I do know what you're talking about. He was pretending to be mentally. He was like, I don't, I'm, "Please it's, forgive me. I'm not making fun of mentally challenged people." But when you see, when you look it up, you will see. It that seems I, like he is. Yeah, he's like, uh, duh, duh, yeah. Duh. It's it's very insensitive. Actually, it's a very oh, insensitive right? performance. It was horrible. I was watching it and I was like. I was like, is this how they act? Like, yeah, even as even as a kid, you're like, I don't know if this is right. Exactly. <laughs> you know? I'm like, what? Yeah. And then the other me with uh, the, the Lawrence brothers, Andy. Yes, Lawrence, with uh, with Andrew Lawrence. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man! And then there's there's another one with all three of them, and yeah. all three of them are cowboys or something. Yeah. They all get like shipwrecked in the beginning. Exactly. They even had a show on Disney Channel called Brotherly Love. Yeah. Remember that show? Brotherly Love. Oh my gosh. Smart guy, sister, sister. Smart guy's great. That's He's a really. A smart guy. <laughs> smart guy. <laughs> smart guy. Yeah. Smart guy. Oh <laughs> Speaking of sister, sister, I met Marcus Houston when I was out in LA. What? Yeah, I went in some hip hop station 
was doing a thing where they were like, we're going to have comedy and then we're going to have Marcus Houston and he's going to like sing his songs and going to sing like mattress music, all of his songs. I love his music. I actually think he's an amazing singer. So there was a comedy show and everyone did their set and then it had to have been like three hours after the comedy show. The show ran so late and I just remember he came in and he sang like, maybe four or five songs. Like, it was way too short of a set. My favorite moment of that entire night was his encore. He did Naked, right? Of course, you have to do Naked if you're Marcus Houston. So he's doing it, and he's like, when those panties hit the flow. And then you just heard one voice, which was mine, go, flow. (laughs) (laughs) And he just like, and, and I was like, I hope that you're ready. You know, like, whatever. And I'm doing all the harmonies, and he can hear me doing all the harmonies. And he just, he points at me and goes, that's my dog right there. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> I almost fainted, dude. I was so happy. <laughs> and then right after the show, I ended up meeting him. He was there with like a bunch of security. And I don't think you understand how many girls were like chasing him. It was ridiculous. They, like there were so many girls like chasing him like, oh my God, it's. You know, it's freaking Roger. <laughs> like, whatever. They're all, like, running for the guy from Sister Sister. And I just go, hey, Marcus. And then he looks back for a second, and then he sees that it's me. And then he goes, hey, I'm going to go back there. And then he just walks back from, from the parking lot towards me. And then we start talking, and he's just like, hey, man, what's your name? So much charisma, man. I was like, look, dude, I'm not gay, but I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, not gay, but I get it. But I'm, I'm just saying, and my, I told my I told my best friend that story, and he's like, dude, are you serious? And I'm like, you weren't there. You don't understand how attractive that guy is in real life. Like, he is so charismatic. It's He didn't have to be charismatic for me. I'm, I'm just a dude, you know? Like, he and he's, he's a married man, you know? Does he have kids? Like, I think he has kids. I, I'm pretty sure he has kids. I know he's married for sure. Anyway, all that to say. Sister, sister, right? <laughs> that was a show. Let's go back to childhood a little bit. What was your favorite breakfast cereal? It's a tough one because it's like when you ate Fruity Pebbles, they were mm-hmm. good, but you remember, like, brushing, you, there would be blood in your mouth. <laughs> right? <You're> like, <laughs> it would like, tear the roof of your mouth? Yeah. Like, Captain Crunch was bad Captain with that. Captain Crunch was hell. It was the worst. Did you mention like, you were Captain Crunch? You're like, yeah. And you yeah. remember it. Crunchitize like, me, Captain. <laughs> oh, God. And I just remember, like, I didn't think kicks were that bad. And then I saw Donald Glover's, like, see that you knew yeah. the kicks? I'm like, yep. Yep. They're like the hand job of cereals. Yep. Yep. Because they're a little sweet. Honeycombs, I have to say, like, was the least painful eating as a kid. Honeycombs. <laughs> right? Because honeycombs weren't that bad. Yeah. They weren't. You're definitely right. Yeah. Do you remember cereal commercials? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> like those commercials where they basically made the cereal seem like it was a drug? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh... Tony the Tiger. <laughs> Tony Tony the Tiger. The kid will come out of nowhere like in the forest. Like, hey, kids! Yeah. Did you see the Corn Pops commercials? Oh, you remember those? Oh, you kidding? Of course I did. I don't know if you remember this, but... Gotta have my pops! Yeah, I gotta <laughs> have my pops. I don't know if you remember this, but the main commercial was a kid who's being like yelled at for getting a bad report card by his parents. And they're like, that's it. No more corn pops. And like the whole time he's drowning, his parents yelling at him and he's just like, but what am I going to do without these corn, without them, 
you know, these corn pops and blah, blah, blah. Turns out, which by the way, if you do any scientific research as to the five symptoms of addiction, it checks off all five. Exactly. I'm not kidding. It does. And also, the the kid was Aaron Paul. So that Corn Pops commercial was a prequel to Breaking Bad. <laughs> Remember, you know he was on The Prices, right? Yeah. yeah. He went. He's like, Bob! Yeah. I love you! I love you, Bob! Yeah! yeah. <laughs> like, John Hamm was on a dating show. Like, I remember watching them, like, going back earlier in their careers. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's a waiter named John Hamm. He's an aspiring actor. And you're like, I'm like, what year was this? 2000? Dude, he had, like, that, dro- <laughs> he had that droopy, like, yeah. theater curtain hair. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was awful. So... You were talking about how much you liked honeycomb and fruity pebbles and things like that. So you liked all the, obviously all the good ones. So here's what I did, Jeremy. I talked to my sponsors over at Funco. And by sponsor, I mean I like them and I buy their products. And by talk to, I mean I tweeted them repeatedly and then they made a product that I was going to buy anyway and brought it to you. Yes. So You're a good friend. I usually like to pick a cereal that is a little bit obscure and most people haven't seen before. And I also like to pick a cereal that has a little bit to do with my guest in some way, shape, or form. So the cereal that I have chosen for you, Jeremy, is Funko brand Ghostbusters Slimer cereal. Nice! Another part of the bit that we like to do is we like to review the cereal. It would be fun to review the cereal, but what will be more fun is for you to review the cereal as Slimer. Course. That's way more fun. So that's what I'm going to have you do. So I'm going to open this box. Did he even talk, though? Because I just thought he just smiled and just appeared and left goo everywhere. Well, this is what's super fun. Just like the episode that I just did with Reggie, where we did Mega Man cereal. Nice. Mega Man, like Slimer, has never spoken. So you can make him sound like whatever you want. But I'm going to go ahead, open this box, and I'm going to mic the cereal going into my Reptar cereal bowl for all the ASMR weirdos that like to loop those things and put them as their ringtone or whatever they like to do. So give me just a moment here. So let's talk about comedy now. I remember Donald Glover. I watched his old stuff. Yeah. And it's depressing for me only for the fact that he's not doing comedy anymore. Oh, I know. It's depressing because weirdo... And his Comedy Central Presents special were like my two of the, like, I would watch those when I would get up in the morning and go to bed at night. Yeah. Because they were that good. Like the mm-hmm. story, that one, the Donald from Spider Man, like, I want to see Michael Sarah play Shaft. I'm like, please <laughs> cast Michael Sarah as Shaft. Yeah. Yeah, I love that bit. Yeah. Every time I see those specials, I, I'm always reminded that that's what I want to do on stage, is that I want to tell stories. And have little like pop culture references and little characters and different voices and put music in it, like all these different things. He was like the the main person that I was like, this is who I'd like to be, you know. And then granted, I started seeing some other people like uh, like Mike Birbiglia and uh, Hassan Minaj and Neil Brennan and Dave Chappelle, where they can be super silly, and then there's moments where they get really vulnerable. And it kind of takes the audience aback a little bit because they're just like, wow, I I was hearing all this funny stuff and now he's making this really good point about this thing. So do you have anything coming up within the next month or two? Any shows or anything? Um, I would say right now I'm I'm working on material. Yeah. 
So I'm going to just do stuff at like Winbrook Brew because we're going to do like a weekly open mic just to practice. Yeah. And then go to Red Bar again. Yeah. And then from Red Bar, I try to do things at Taurus. Not Taurus, not Taurus, but uh, the Craftsman. Oh, yeah, the Craftsman. Over at, at Brickle. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe end up in Dural, but I don't, I don't want to go there. <laughs> trap because set, I don't want to go through 11 sun passes and then have to pay for parking in whatever that fucking building is. And then <laughs> right? go upstairs and then hope the people I ask to come show up to wait to be able to go up. Or if they don't go up, wait 45 minutes be, be behind bad or good sets and then go for like 11 people that are shit-faced. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that's just performing in Miami. Yeah. That's kind of just what it is. You're still doing improv, right? Yeah. Cool, man. So you can catch Jeremy all over the place. I know you're not really like a social media guy, but do yeah, you have I'm a social a, media handle? I'm at Bugatti underscore spaceship on Instagram or my good buddy Mike Valdez is in one of the weren't you in one like one of or like two Bugatti shorts we did? I think like I died in a couple of them. I think we died. I think we both died, remember? I'm I died, sure. I got yeah. brought back to life and then died again. Man, let me tell you something. I just want you to know and I want the listeners to know. When I would do Bugatti Spaceship, which is the the improv sketch team that Jeremy created, it was some of the most fun I've ever had. We we did so many things. Like we did a, an improvised episode of The Office. We did an improvised episode of Power Rangers. We did an, we did it. One of my favorites was we improvised an entire Disney Channel original movie. Oh my gosh! You're a Tanner. You're doing parkour. Yeah. Like, like, parkour, parkour, doing flips. Yeah. Everything, crazy. everything was extreme. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, I forgot what the suggestion of the did, movie was. It was like roach, and then Jeff Jean was like a black roach or something like that. It was something about like about roaches. Like, yeah. I, I forget. Like, there's a roach in my there's a roach in my cereal or something. That was the title. And then we made this, we made this movie about kids that are really into extreme parkour, yeah. and they are friends with like talking roaches from exactly. space. It's really, it was yeah. really dumb, but so much fun. There was that. I mean, we we did so many fun things. You're one of the most fun people to perform with on stage, and you're definitely one of the most fun people to watch on stage doing stand up, because. It can be anything, and that's like one of the most fun things about Jeremy. I just don't want like to be predictable. Yeah, that's why like on my comedy page on YouTube, and I don't want to do another plug, but it's Jeremy Burgess comedy, so it's very easy to find. Yeah, I'm the only Jeremy Burgess on YouTube, other than like a French skateboarder slash model. Who's like, also you? <laughs> You're just a French <laughs> he's skateboard he's model. Blonde hair and blue eyes, and I'm brown, and we stand <laughs> up in Miami and. Have, have like uh, uh, like a very, very long game Let's Play videos that I'm putting up now <laughs> to go with the stand-ups. You never know what you're going to get with my YouTube. Channel. Yeah, man. <laughs> this has been an episode. We have talked about so many different things. It's been so much fun. You can find me at whoismikevaldez.com, and you can also find the answer to that question by going to that website. You can find me on Instagram at Mike Valdez. You can find me at Twitter at I am Mike Valdez. Subscribe to the podcast, Child Like a Best with Mike Valdez. We're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Stitcher. We're pretty much everywhere. So subscribe, write a review. Unless it's something bad, then keep it to yourself. Thank you so much for listening, and join me next week when I speak with another person. Bye.